Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network as we are here for episode number six of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which would have been last week. Um, is it one, two, three, four, five, six? We're here for episode six of Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which would be this week, where we talk who did it, uh, not who done it, who did it, uh, and it is definitely episode six, a hundred percent episode six. Uh, and we are going to talk about who did it because this is the one where we find out who did it and who done it and the how and the why and the where and all that. And we also uh, get the backstory of Gideon Graves slash Gordon Goose, uh, which is completely new even to me. So let's get into it here on episode six. Definitely episode six. My name is Colin and I'm flat broke. I can't even afford a first class flight back to L.A. And the only work I could get is voicing a podcast. Colin Hilding is live action or nothing. And my name is Rossi, and this info dump was inevitable. <laughs> I had that as a backup. You stole my closing line. <laughs> uh, this is a very info dump heavy episode. This is a lot of exposition. This is uh, a lot of talking. This is the most notes I've ever taken on any of these episodes. And I've seen this before. Uh, now, having said that, this uh, might actually go pretty quickly, but uh, just your thoughts on this episode as a whole. The uh, I guess the, the the two major things we get, which is the the Julie and Gideon backstory, and then the the, the who did it, the who done it, the how, where, why, and everything else. Um, yeah, the who did it. It was a great who did it. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I just I didn't. Uh, I forget if you what what you told me about this episode coming up. Maybe I, something about the twins was coming. Up. I don't I don't remember what you told me, but I definitely didn't expect the full sort of like here's the exposition and the backstory and the like the the sort of like it's really dialogue driven episode mm-hmm. even the fight that they include in this episode isn't even a second long <laughs> like there's a lot of um sort of situations that happen solely through the dialogue and, and it's a lot of keeping track of who says what and who's where and who's who's kind of factoring into this point of the story like characters that we hadn't really seen much of like knives is finally coming back in the story and and i mean maybe not for long, but maybe just for this episode. But so it's a lot of that. So I wasn't expecting that, especially because the whole show really has been like, it is like dialogue, but it's a lot of action Mm -hmm. through dialogue. Like there's a fight and we're learning about something because of the fight or something. This is really just like, here's what I have to tell you because you don't know this. And and then, and this person doesn't know this. So it's a lot of those pieces coming together. It's the um, like, the detective has the information is now explaining how they yeah. knew all along that it was the killer. Um, so it, it, it fits in that and it fits very well and I enjoyed it, but uh, un, like very different, I feel like from the rest of the episodes. 
Yeah, I, I guess the first half, which is the Gideon, Julie half of this episode, uh, this was the thing that was completely new to me because even the other, even though episode one is the only one that really followed the original story, what they've done throughout all these episodes as I've been covering is that uh, they're they're taking a lot of these backstories and a lot of these side plots from the books that didn't make it into the movie in some cases and putting a different twist on it, uh, but, but still covering that. And as far as Gideon goes, I mean, Gideon at least to my recollection, maybe I'll, I'll finish rereading these books and I'll, I'll be like, Oh, it was all there all along. Uh, but uh, I don't remember him being anything more than just the, the, the big bad at the end of this, who, you know, maybe made a couple of quick appearances throughout, but uh, was mostly just a guy talked about just the, your ultimate villain. And to give him his own backstory and all that was something completely new to me, which I kind of liked. Uh, so literally we open on this episode and we are watching Japanese anime uh, which threw me for a loop. Even on this one, I'm like, was this episode? Do I have this in Japanese? Am I watching Rossi's version here? Uh, <laughs> which would be curious. Your version, was it in English here? Did they, did they turn it around? Oh, did they do not get it in English? No. Yeah. So the anime that we're, they're watching is in Japanese in this. So I'm watching this. I'm like, which language do I have it on? Here? What am I oh, doing? Funny. <laughs> no, I got, I, it was all the same language. Um, did, oh, I will yeah. say it now because it comes up, but it it was confusing a little bit for me when they do play Matthew Patel's um, sort of like performance in the theater. Yeah. Because that was in English for me. Yeah, because I guess you've been that, saying... There's there, those the moments where are... we got swapped. So Yeah. Um, but but yeah, there's this anime opening, which, you know, I, I'm not huge into anime, but I mean, I've watched enough or seen Jamie watch enough to know that this, this could probably be any anime out there. You got this young girl who's all giddy and everything, and then you got the... The, the cool, much older guy, and there's some weird flirtation behind them as she gets stressed out. I mean, this is Sailor Moon. This is everything else I've ever seen. Uh, and uh, he gets, uh, we cut out of this. And we realize that it's just Gideon watching this on Julie's couch. And he's getting a call from Lucas. And Lucas is talking about, oh, yeah, I thought maybe that I'd come see you. You know, I've lost everything as well. Uh, and then Gideon's just sulking, saying, you know, Gideon's not even my real name. My real name is Gordon Goose and everything. And you have Lucas being like, yeah, I know how you feel. Lucas isn't even my real name. It's actually Luke. And Giddy's like, yeah, that's not even remotely the same thing, man. Uh, and uh, they they just form this bromance. This is basically the opening of the episode is this huge montage. And this actually goes on for, I feel like this goes on for a while. And it's really all pre-titles here as Lucas and Gideon just start uh, playing Mario Kart together, playing paintball all in uh, Julie's living room, uh, playing Twister uh, they, they start breaking open. The weirdest thing to me is that they're playing with the pinata. They're like, hey, this is a two-man game. Breaking open pinatas. Which you never have like a, a pinata in the back. They had to go buy that. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. Has just a, you don't have that. Especially Julie. Julie is not fun enough of a person to just keep pinatas yeah. in her closet. Uh, then we see them go to the hardware store and they come back and they build a giant skate ramp and they're skating in the living room. Uh, and uh, now this is a phrase they... They used to talk about anime. They called a real Baka boy. Now I wanted to Google this, but I'll ask you first if you know what Baka boy means. Well, Baka's idiot. Oh, and okay. So they'll say that a lot. That All you're right. just an idiot. So, so Baka. So when they're saying Baka boy, they're saying he's an idiot. Okay. Now I see you answer the question before Google even answered it for me. That's great. Uh, now we we finally have uh, Julie and Ramona coming back here. And uh, I love Julie just saying as I was gone for only 90 minutes or 90 bleep minutes. I think I mentioned the, the whole Julie thing bleeping came from the movie. Did I mention that? Um, Probably, but I don't. 
Okay, so they they use that uh, throughout the movie where Julie will just continually be swearing and and be bleeping, but they'll actually do like a bubble to cover her mouth and that same sound effect, like you know that that weird distortion. Uh, and at one point, they actually make that part of the joke in the movie where Julie's doing this and she's over and over again yelling at Scott and just being bleeped over and over again. And Scott even says, how are you doing that thing with your mouth? Because <laughs> he sees the actual blurring of her mouth or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, they just work that in here with the bleeping. I just love that she was gone for 90 minutes and all this stuff happened. Uh, the, then they are uh, asking, well, what's with the robot? Because we see the robot in the corner. Now this episode, we finally get to the bottom of the robot. Now this, this was exciting for me too because the robot is something that is a part of the books that wasn't even in the movie in any way. Uh, but the robot was actually, I, w I wouldn't say big, the, the robot's much bigger in this series than the robot was in the book. In the books, it was exactly like this robot was just part of the, uh, you know, the, the, the Cottonoggi twins, like arsenal. They were roboticized and they built a robot and there was a quick fight scene with it. But uh, to include the robot in here, where you realize, okay, they're actually going somewhere with this is kind of fun. Uh, we get the, uh, the, the flashback here, um, now, uh, th this is where uh, Julie gives the line about uh, this info dump was inevitable or whatever, uh, as uh, she's talking about uh, Gideon, and is like, oh, you mean Gordon Goose or whatever, uh, and you, you're telling me that that, is, that guy eating chips on your couch is not former gazillionaire Gideon Graves, and then she's like, this info dump was inevitable. Uh, we cut to Stephen and Knives, who are composing another song, and... This this was fun. The, the whole song about bread makes you fat because this was something that came from both the books and the movie about bread making you fat. Uh, so they just took this joke from there and worked it into a song. Uh, and then Kim just sarcastically comments, you know, knives. Uh, what you've been playing the piano for less than four hours or something like that. Uh, they talk about their pitch meeting. So we flash over to them at their pitch meeting with Matthew and. They play on the fact that he's a former theater student, which I think we mentioned that was the background. Because even in the book, Matthew, in the fight scene he has, which we saw kind of in episode one, he breaks into a song and dance because that's sort of what his background is. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll quickly just talk for a second about Kim because we have that one line from Kim here. And I think there, there's two, uh, two or three actors here that I'm not sure we've had you guess. Now, I'm not going to make you guess at this point. Uh, but uh, with Kim... The actress in the movie and this anime that plays Kim is Alison Pill, who uh, another person, that if you Googled her, you'd probably be like, I've seen her in a million things, but couldn't pinpoint just one of them or anything. Uh, she's a Canadian actress. She was like, I wouldn't say like huge here in Canada, but you'd see her in a lot of Canadian stuff, uh, you know, I guess pre-Scott Pilgrim. And uh, since then, I, I think the big thing that she's been on was um, the, uh, the, the Star Trek Picard TV series with Patrick Stewart. She's one of the main stars of that, but... Uh, she kind of always plays like this sarcastic, you know, uh, maybe a little bit stiff character, not stiff, but what would be the word for it? Uh, monotone, uh, grumpy, grumpy would be a word for it. Uh, a very Julie Powers like character. Uh, and then, uh, the guy that plays Steven Stills, Mark Weber, uh, again, I don't really know him from anything else, but like he's at least in the movie hilarious. And, uh, I'm, I'm trying to look up right now to see if he's been in anything else I would have seen. He was in the LA Confidential TV pilot that never got picked up. Um, he was in a movie called Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing else here that I've actually seen him in, but uh, another good actor. And then we'll, we'll do the third one here, Gideon Graves. So Gideon Graves, I think we might have mentioned he was played by Jason, Jason Schwartzman, who um, is a big actor, I guess, in all these Wes Anderson. I don't know if you ever seen the Wes Anderson movies like um, Rushmore, uh, what was the one that came out last year? Asteroid City. 
Uh, I saw the Budapest Hotel. You didn't see that one? Okay. I think he was probably in that one. I think he's in all of Wes Anderson's movies, but uh, he's basically Hollywood royalty. Now, now I'm, I'm asking you this more as an Italian than I'm asking you this as uh, any movie or TV watcher, but have you seen either The Godfather or Rocky? No. You're Italian and you haven't seen The Godfather or Rocky. Mm. Okay, well, I'll, I'll say Jason Schwartzman's mom is Talia Shire, who starred as Adrian in the Rocky movies, Sylvester Stallone's wife, uh, starred as Connie uh, uh, Corleone in the Godfather movies, uh, and she's also the sister of Francis Ford Coppola. So the guy in English language does the voice of Gideon, Jason Schwartzman. He's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, the uh, son of Adrian from Rocky. He's also, I guess, then the, the cousin of Sofia Coppola, Academy Award nominated director, and the cousin of Nicolas Cage. So he is essentially Hollywood royalty. Uh, but uh, most people don't know because he just didn't take the name Coppola and didn't uh, play up on this at all. But uh, um, yeah, so... Now we've basically covered the entire cast. I'm going to figure here, and if we come across anybody else, we'll we'll get you to guess on them. Uh, the anyways, ro- who's the robot? Who's the who is the robot? Good question. I'm going to have to look through the credits before we finish here to see who voiced the robot. Although I did find some fun trivia when we get to the Katanagi twins, because what well, we already mentioned, they weren't in the movie because they didn't speak in the movie. Uh, so uh, yeah, we got the whole pitch meeting thing, and now this is where we get. Uh, uh, young Neil, <laughs> uh, scene ceiling moment of the week where they're talking about the the movie that he had and everything. And um, he talks about how the movie, uh, I'm not that upset because it didn't really mean anything to me. Uh, I don't even remember writing it and everybody's kind of shocked. Uh, and uh, we also have, uh, the, when Knives is here, we have the mention about Ramona and she kind of sulks, which is funny because we haven't had anything played up on this whole cheating scandal or anything, which... It, it, it didn't occur to me the first time around, but watching it this time, I'm like, Ramona doesn't really know Scott Pilgrim. Like they, they've mentioned, I think they've had a couple throwaway lines, but he's just a guy she went out with. One. I think that's even a line in this episode. You mean that one guy that you went out with one time, whereas Knives was technically Scott's boyfriend. So she should be more upset. But this is the first time we actually see her kind of pouting at the mention of Ramona's name. Uh, and then uh, I, I love, uh, I think it's Kim who gives a line here about, yeah, she's uh, been skating all around town, asking uh, a bunch of really stupid people, really smart questions. And um, Gordon Goose's backstory comes in here where we uh, find out that he went to high school with Julie in North Bay, which I think they had already mentioned previously. But uh, we see that he was the guy with the no fear shirt, which we've seen already. And that he literally was fearless. And he went to go ask out the hottest girl in the school. And he had a 12-point business plan, which I love. uh, Why you should date Gordon Goose. Uh, And she just laughs at him and he's humiliated. And this is kind of what started him on the path of being the the, the super evil uh, mogul, millionaire, whatever, evil ex. Uh, And when Ramona mentions him, she talks about he was just like, what? Twitchy, rage-filled, impulsive, emotionally abusive, controlling, manipulative, egomaniac. Uh, and then I love that she just has that throwaway line to Julie. But if he makes you happy, I guess that's okay. <laughs> uh, and then Julie talks about how, oh, yeah, well, Gordon and I, we we loved each other because we're both evil. Like, th- this is just like the evil couple. And, says, you know, at first it was fine, but then the evil's all drained out of him. Uh, so the, Ramona decides to cross him off the list here. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of break there as we've wrapped up at least the first part of the Gordon Goose story here. Yeah, no, this is a, yeah, a lot. <laughs> I feel like we talk more at the end of the episode, like, because there's so much more of it is talking. But 
just so much going on the whole I love that bit at the beginning where it's like I was gone 90 minutes and you did this to the house <laughs> like really Which, took me off guard I'm, I'm gonna um spoil one thing uh about the the movie here uh, to me, I think this is a play on one of the jokes that, that come from the movie, which is actually a Gideon joke, where he talks about the League of Evil, Evil Exes, where he's saying, it's like, do you know how long it took me to put the League together? Like two hours! And he's getting upset because he thinks that's a massive amount of time, and here it's the opposite. It's like, I was only gone for 90 minutes. Yeah, it was great. The whole, and then, like, the like so many lines I caught, like, of the, yeah, my real name is actually Luke. Like, it's such a nothing line like in the story but like it's so funny that he just says that out of nowhere uh, and like everything that they do is so fun it, it it is really crazy like the montage of stuff that we get into and then eventually like th- when she returns she's like what is the robot doing in the corner it's like what robot like th- just all of those sort of things combining onto each other was just really incredible and uh we didn't talk about her new hair blue and blue hair oh Ramona, yeah which I, which I really i i thought it was my probably one of my favorites i really like this one and yeah, just all this stuff. Like we're finally getting back with Steven and knives and, and Kim is back in the story. I, I, I really did enjoy this. Like Steven's first line is bread makes you think. <laughs> and then knives says something else. Bread makes you fat. And all that. It was just, it was very funny to see that they're like still doing this or sort yeah. of sidetrack that they're, you know, trying to be these musicians and stuff. It's, it's great. And, and obviously you said it, the scene stealing character of young Neil, like I just he was so good he's like playing the game and he's like uh I just missed the golf cart it was one of my like favorite lines he's like, I don't care about the movie I just miss having my own golf cart which and, in Japan I think they call a Mario Kart oh yes <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's true um <laughs> as I think Ramona said but yeah this is it was just it was just really great and um I really really liked i guess about this episode was that everyone was kind of coming back into the fold it felt like a really like mm-hmm. we sort of had the one episode of the week kind of situation and like all the characters were doing their own things and now it feels like everyone's kind of coming together like we finally have some resolution of like knives and steven they're doing their stuff and then young neil's kind of back with them so we're able to figure out this information and stuff and and they have the meeting with Matthew, which really sort of like reconnects it, everything with the evil exes. So I, it, it really brought a lot of things uh, into focus. So I thought that despite being all information heavy, it, it brought everyone together. Um, the one thing I was a little confused about, maybe this is just like a nothing thing, but when they leave the cafe and Stacy calls Wallace and is like, here's all the information that we just heard. Is that? Oh, yeah important or am i just like is that a characterization of something it like i don't i don't know if this comes up again like it's been a couple months since i've seen it but i mean this is just a typical stacy and wallace thing like especially stacy she's the gossip that's kind of the gimmick of her character is that she could be talking or wallace the same thing could be talking to somebody and then literally they'll say don't say anything about this and they're in the middle of texting oh yeah sure i won't say anything they immediately text each other They're, they're just big gossips Okay. Um, I, it's one of those things that they like throw away a line and I'm just like, I'm not sure if this actually has meaning or, or what, but yeah, I, I thought this was, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. Like it, despite the fact that it was all um, dialogue and, and do, 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 do. It was very funny to hear. Uh, so second half of this, this is the who did it part, uh, which uh, as you mentioned, yeah, we get the robot here. It was like, what robot? And the robot just jumps out the window. 
Uh, this sets off that Roma, Ramona recognizes the robot. Now, I feel like Ramona is the only smart character in this entire series. But what I love about this is that it actually makes Ramona look just as dumb as the other characters while she's basically playing the smart one. With the way she goes through this whole robot thing later on, which, which I'll get to. Uh, so um, we have uh, Julie versus Gordon and, and Lucas here, which, as you said, it's over within a split second. It's not even really a fight. Uh, and Ramona ends it. Uh, this is where Lucas talks about how he was flat broken and everything, and he can only hit work <laughs> voicing an animated series. Uh, and um, uh, I think it's Julie here, or is it Ramona, who uh, is telling uh, Gideon to stop being a loser? Uh, oh, yeah, it's Ramona, because then she says, I'd treat Julie better than you treated me, which this maybe because it's dives so deep into the the other versions, they don't really bother to get that deep into Gideon and Ramona's relationship here, which uh, her line about him being impulsive, you know, uh, emotionally abusive, controlling and everything. Like it, 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 it gets almost science fiction, like the level of control that he has over Ramona without spoiling too much, but here they just have it as a throwaway line. Uh, and now we get the, uh, the thing about the, the twins making the robot. Uh, cause I think who is it? It's Lucas who actually gives that revelation. It's like, oh yeah, the twins, they definitely made that robot. Uh, Lucas says goodbye here. And, um, uh, Gideon, uh, uh, talks about his evil plan against Matthew, uh, and, uh, everybody meets back up at Ramona's house here. So <laughs> when Ramona gets home and everybody's there waiting and it's like, what are you guys doing here? It's like, well, we got to the bottom of, you know, what happened to Scott Pilgrim and none of us actually had your phone number. So we had to come, uh, and, and this is where Ramona's like, okay, well I already solved it. Uh, and, uh, this is, uh, the young Neil line about, oh, this is my favorite part about every who did it, uh, is the part where you find out who did it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, he, this where he gets corrected. It's who done it. Um, and he says, well, I think I would know. I used to be a writer, <laughs> uh, which as we're about to find out, he was not actually a writer. Uh, so this is where they break down even with the titles on the screen. First, we're going to break down the who, and uh, and this, I love this line here about uh, you know uh, Ramona dates a lot of people who are sus who were suspect, and then he goes, hmm, that's similar to the word suspects. Wow. <laughs> and now we get the the twins where they say that they were her her TAs in robotics, which this is something that actually came from the comics. The idea that she was dating both of them, but they didn't know about each other. That they were into robotics. They they of course built this robot and all that. And says, now we're going to get down to the why. It was because I was dating them at the same time. Uh, and then I love that line. Ooh, doesn't that sound familiar? Like the whole knives thing. Uh, and now the how. Uh, and she's talking about, you know, what would be more powerful than a human vegan? It would be a robot vegan. Because the robot literally just eat whatever, it uh, eat everything all, all at once. Uh, so now <laughs> the robot is the vegan here. And she says, and this is where it all comes down to how it happened. And she pops in that video which is the video when scott was uh taken from the rocket and this is that part i was talking about where it's like ramona the only smart character in the series has that dumb moment it's like i knew i'd seen that robot before and there's literally a video with the robot right there front and center and nobody of course noticed this robot the first time around uh and uh we, we see that the robot was the one behind this all uh but uh now uh she's saying that she can't figure out the where like where did scott pilgrim go and uh, this is where everybody else talks about the, the where. Uh, we found out where he went. And they have the line here about uh, you're about to be reunited with that one guy you went on the one date with one time. 
Uh, and then they're asking, are you excited? And it's like, ooh, that's a pretty big question. Now I'll, I'll say this without spoiling it, but that, uh, or, or I'm, I'm going to spoil this one for you. I'm going to give you a young Neil. So you get the young Neil from the movie here and everything else. Uh, this, that's a pretty big question was a young Neil line originally. So when knives meets young Neil, the first time in uh, the movie, I don't think it was in the book. Uh, she asks him when she's seen the band practicing, she's assuming he's a member of the band. It's like, so what do you play? And he goes, Oh, Tetris, Pac-Man, Zelda. And then he goes, that's kind of a big question. That's just his answer. <laughs> so th this, that's a big question makes a comeback here. Uh, and uh, th they're talking about the script uh, was written 14 years in the future. So that's the where, you know, whoever did this came from the future. And this is where we get the knock at the door and they open the door. We have this big shocked expression from everybody. And we see Scott for the first time since episode one, which I don't Have you even been thinking about or caught up in the series enough that you're not even thinking about the fact that we have not seen Scott Pilgrim since episode one in his own series? I mean, not really, just because we talk about him so much. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, he's gone. Like, let's forget about him. He's like yeah. literally the center of every episode in some way. Yeah, So exactly. like, it's hard to forget him, but I was like, yeah, it, it did bring back. I was like, oh yeah, we haven't seen him in a long time. Which it probably and wasn't. I really heard him. Heard him is like the big yeah. thing for me. Like, and I haven't heard Michael Sarah since episode one. <laughs> I haven't heard I haven't him, at him at all. Uh, what was the Michael Sarah video you sent me? There was a, um, uh, or, or am I thinking about one I sent you? Or maybe I forgot to send you. It was a commercial he did. I'm trying to remember it now. Um, I don't think I got anything, but it's like he's barbecuing or something like that. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to find it. I, maybe I forgot to send to you. I'm going to find the commercial. Cause it was actually quite an amusing commercial. He's got, maybe it's just a Canadian thing right now. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's starting in a great commercial right now. I'm not knocking Michael Sarah. I love Michael Sarah. You said you even saw him in that new movie, uh, the new Nicholas Cage movie and all that uh, where, where degrees of separation. He started with the cousin of Gideon Graves, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Uh, so anyway, Scott Pilgrim comes back and it's funny because I was thinking each week watching this show, I'm like, when is Scott going to come back? Like, is this going to be a series about Scott Pilgrim? Because I don't know if you, you watch it or even familiar with like, do you know the new He-Man series that's on Netflix? Uh, so Kevin Smith, who made all those, you know, uh, Jane Silent Bob movies, Clerks and Chasing Amy and all that stuff. Uh, he came in to write this new He-Man series that came out like a year or two ago. And controversially, he kills off He-Man like in episode one, very much like Scott Pilgrim here, which I don't even know if they were trying to go for that with this series because they knew about the controversy where He-Man was killed off, which He-Man eventually came back in that series. But a lot of people were like very upset by it because they're like, oh, you just did a He-Man series about He-Man. And me maybe thinking that in the back of my head, I'm watching this entire series the first time around thinking, is this going to be like a thing where Scott doesn't come back to like the end of the final episode? So it was a nice surprise when he came back here, but it was only when he came back here that I got the title of the episode, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, because Scott Pilgrim literally takes off from the series. He's gone, which it took me too long to get that. I mean, did you get that? Are you smarter no, than me? You're... I just got it now. Oh, there he goes. I was going to say, like in the Scott Pilgrim universe, the Americans are smarter than the Canadians, but no, we're both equally as dumb. Uh, neither of us noticed the robot in front of us the whole time. But yeah, Scott Pilgrim finally reappears here. And uh, he confirms that uh, it was the twins and they did make the robot and the robots made the portal. Uh, but there was somebody else behind it. And this is the dun 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 moment uh, where he says, it was me. I did it, which like that was an amazing cliffhanger, which it's going to get even more complicated next week. Uh, but uh, but that, thoughts on, I guess, this entire second half and then the cliffhanger of Scott Pilgrim was behind his own disappearance. 
so much of this was like so confusing for me. It's like I was very lost throughout of it. Like, like just I'll just talk my confusions first. Like my first confusion was when Gordon Goose was like, now he's like, I have been plotting something all along to take down Matthew. Yeah. Um, and Julie's like, yeah, that's hot. And then I didn't know if that was legit. Like if he's actually planning something and they just like wrote it off as a part of comedy. He knew that that would get Juliet's attention. I, I don't know. It's like what I don't feel like I got resolution on what I'm supposed to think about that. So again, either could be nothing or it could be a big deal coming on. So that was like my first confusion. Then the whole like thing of like the twin, the twin story confused me too. Cause like, she was like, Oh, they played me, but I, I played them cause I dated them at the same time, but I don't know how, they were playing her like it didn't mm. really clear anything up of like how they were bad like it just really seemed like she was just a really bad person and dated yeah, two I, guys at the same time. i didn't get that either yeah um and then this whole last bit i was just like i was so lost so when he he's back like the script was 15 14 years in the future and like he was behind the I, i'm like just so lost i'm like i don't know what to think because there's the person that pulled him into the portal and then there's, which could be the same person that also wrote the script. So I'm just like so lost on what, like obviously this is meant to be for the next episode, but like I'm just so lost on who's what and what's where, what's how, even though we got the who, what, how, when, where, and why, like I'm still lost on, on all of that. Um, like the content was good. It was just, I, I'm, I'm left very confused at this point. I'm not sure what to think. And I'm not sure, like, because when Hit Whisk not coming back it does that mean that the twins really did nothing like do they they were just they just kidnapped him in the first place but was that already scott's scheme to have the twin like I, and i don't get it like, the answers will lost. come yeah, yeah. I, i'm just i'm just airing my like confusion right now but um i i mean i had a lot of fun with the the second half of the episode as well like the, oh, young neil coming in full form like he was great the who did it <laughs> as a writer i would know uh, it's just so great um, and then like him like figuring out like well I didn't actually write it <laughs> and it's like who did uh, and the fact that he always refers to it as like my sleep paralysis demon wrote yeah. it is very <laughs> funny to me as well uh, I, I just it was, it was very good and like the whole breakdown of the who I like like I liked in episode one I talked about like it would pause the screen it would be like knives 17 blah 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 like yeah. I like the who the what the when and everything in this one so like the breakdown of who is responsible and everything. I thought that that worked really well. And um, like when she pulls out the TV with the VC, VC, uh, VHS, VHS. Yeah. Um, it's like, here's this, an angle that I had recorded somehow of this, <laughs> the room. Uh, it's just very funny that they just, she just pulls out a DVD because I guess she delivers for Netflix. <laughs> so she's just got these tapes on, on, on ready to go. Um, yeah. And I just, left so confused uh so this is the trivia which we could almost save for next week because next week will be the 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 twins episode but um this i don't know if there's any way of confirming this the one trivia bit i read it was that um the the reason that the twins don't speak in the movie because i mentioned how the actors who voiced the twins in this weren't in the movie because the twins in the movie didn't speak English. Apparently the one bit of trivia I read was because when they did the casting call for the twins, they didn't specify that they needed to find two identical Japanese handsome young twin men 
who also knew how to speak English. And they basically, because they didn't specify they need to speak English, they had guys who didn't speak English in the movie. That that sounds like it's more of a joke that somebody might've made once. Uh, but uh, if it's true, that is hilarious. that <laughs> We ended up with non-speaking parts in a movie because of that. Um, other trivia stuff in this episode, uh, the, uh, the, the opening titles, like the title of the episode always modeled after... Um, uh, video games and all that uh, is uh, this time it was Pac-Man, uh, which uh, I don't think Casper's ever played Pac-Man, but I'll, I'll send you a picture because he drew a picture of Pac-Man that he taped on his own door, uh, which is pretty good. So maybe Casper could design our logos here because he's huge into all these uh, uh, video games and everything. Are you a video game guy? I don't even think we talked about this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Cause you, you get the anime part of this. I'm like, I video game, like I, I played growing up. I play now. I I've never been good at them. I'm terrible at the video games, the video games, <laughs> the video games. Uh, I, and I literally mean the video games. Cause no matter what I play, I'm the worst. Uh, but, uh, but you're uh, good at watching the Scott Pilgrim. I I'm good at watching the Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And the Scott Pilgrim takes off. But, uh, Casper is like obsessed with video games, which he spends more of his time watching YouTube videos of people playing it. He does play himself, but like Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario and Kirby, those are like the three things that Casper talks about every single day. Like so much so that I take him to his running club and one of his coaches uh, was like, so Casper, what are you going to be playing this afternoon? Is it going to be Sonic, Mario, Princess Sparkle's Castle Adventure? <laughs> They're literally just making stuff up like that. But uh, I bet you Casper could pinpoint all of the little video game references in here. Uh, and then the other one, which uh, is probably the most obvious thing ever listed on here is Chris Evans' line about the only work you get voicing an animated series is... A reference to the fact that Chris Evans, who played Lucas in the live action movies, returned to voice the character for the anime series. Uh, also, there one of the things that you see them doing in the background is playing Guitar Hero for Lucas and Gideon, I guess. Uh, and another one, Ramona and Knives get exclamation marks over their head, a reference to Metal Gear Solid, which been a long time since I played Metal Gear Solid, but that's apparently a thing in there. Um, this episode, I'm still going to buy it. Uh, are you buying this one? Yeah. Yes, we're going to go. This may be our entire series maybe there was a season of breaking bad where ben and uh, uh yeah. nick both bought every single episode but uh i don't know i think yeah. that this it, it'll it's a bit of a cheat because this is an entire series of only eight episodes but this may be our first entire buy season we've ever done uh so ranking this episode uh i'm not going to run through my full rankings here but uh this is it's going to be out of the six episodes we've done definitely six that we've done uh, it's going to be second last. So it's going to be just ahead of whatever the Lucas Lee episode, which uh, I feel like that one was probably more all around entertaining, but like this one, just all the twists of the story were great. I think the only thing that really holds this episode back for me is like, it feels like two very different episodes. The first half is like, maybe you should just had a Gideon episode and then did a, who did it on its own. Maybe there's not enough material for that, but either way, it's like a little bit of identity crisis with the episode, but uh, it'll be five out of six for me. You know what I'm at? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can uh, get your updated rankings next week. All right, I I'm I'm lost. I don't remember what I said. Um, we'll, we'll just say you have this as second last as well because you agree with me. No, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll update everyone next week. So stay okay. tuned for the end of next week. Stay tuned because we got two more episodes left of this, and uh, then after that we'll have we'll have three podcasts left because we'll do a series recap after that, but. I'll tease a little bit next week. Next week, as you might have expected, we will get um, the uh, Scott Pilgrim story. So <laughs> we'll start to get to the bottom of everything by next week, which is it's going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to be a lot. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of things that you wouldn't expect. 
Uh, and we'll also get the twins, which will be uh, a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that, as well as our 24 episodes. And uh, I believe our Jim Carrey anniversary month starts this week with Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Another movie Rossi probably hasn't seen. He's going to put on his list next to Rocky and Godfather. I just watched The Godfather Part 2 in theaters yesterday, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, lots of homework for Rossi. Um, we'll be back next week. My name is Colin, and I'm a twitchy, rage-filled, impulsive, emotionally abusive, controlling, manipulative egomaniac. Um, and my name is Rossi, and uh, I, too, miss having my own golf cart. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.